0: Listen, I'm not into religion. I'm not into check church off. I did that. I'm into relationship. I'm into say, God, you're all of nothing. I don't want anything less. I want you to be number one. And people often will say that, but they don't, uh, they don't mean it and just tell you straight up. But I'm grateful to God that there's more that we have yet to do. And if that were not true, the trumpet would have sounded already. And the only reason the trumpet hasn't sounded is there's one more God has interest in. And when He gets to the place, that says, okay, I've given the grace period as long as I can, and now it's about to end. And friend, when that trumpet sounds, it spells coming judgment for everybody. Those who are followers of Jesus Christ, we're gonna be judged by our works, what we did with what God gave us, and those that are non-believers, depart from me, you work of iniquity, and uh, did not take advantage of that. That's the day of judgment. One of the beauties of being a Christian is the joy of knowing and feeling the presence of the Lord. I don't know about you, but that, I, I understand the rhythm thing, and I, I, I get into that. But I, how many of you know how to feel? You know how to feel the presence of the Lord. Isn't it wonderful just to feel, I, I feel your presence, and, uh, and you sense that, and you know, God, I know you're here, and it doesn't take a choir and orchestra. Sometimes you can just be alone and feel the presence of the Lord, and we understand that. My niece uh, on Sharon's side, uh, Andrea, she and her husband just went to uh, Israel a couple weeks ago, I guess, 10 days ago, two weeks ago and they got back this past uh, the latter part of this past week and while they were on their way to the airport i called her and i said you're headed to israel are you yes sir uncle wayne we're headed to israel we are so excited now you can only be excited uh, so much about what you don't know i mean it's like be excited but i've never been well that excitement level is going to be about here because you, you don't know what to get excited over you just know i'm going But I I said to her, let me give you a couple places. And one of the places is when you get just your group. And we're going, by the way. You saw the brochure. Uh, You get with just your group the people you travel with, the people you worship with, and the people that you know by the time you hit the Sea of Galilee. And by the way, when we go, the Sea of Galilee in that area, the Galilee is what they call it, will be engaged there in about day two of our trip. But when you get out on the boat and you have your tour guide there and then of course uh, the leader always has uh, something to say about that. And I'll be sharing that to our group after we hear uh, some of the information that the tour guides there in Israel that have to be recertified every single year to stay current with the material that's taking place because things and information in Israel are changing so rapidly that those tour guides have to keep up with it and be recertified. I said, but when you get on the Sea of Galilee on that boat and they cut those engines off, and all you can do is hear the lapping of the water on your boat, and when they cut those engines off and it's quiet, you will sense the supernatural presence of God. You will feel this is the Sea of Galilee. This is where Jesus walked on the water. There aren't two Galilees. This is the Galilee. And your heart will begin to shake, and you watch and see how many people began to weep. I talked to her when she got back yesterday. How was it? Oh, Uncle Wayne, you just wouldn't believe it. How many pictures did you take, I said. She said, thousands, thousands of pictures. I said, what was it like? She said, we got to the Sea of Galilee. And just like you said, when they cut the engine on that boat off, and we were out there in the middle of the Sea of Galilee, she said, I watched people. They just began to weep. People had their head down wiping tears and I began to cry. I couldn't explain why I was crying other than I sensed and felt the presence of God in the place that God chose Jesus. Jesus should spend three years of his ministry. She said it was the most unbelievable experience because I sensed his presence right here. You see, you can sense and feel the presence of the Lord. By the way, I hope all of you plan to go. It's going to be a great time together. You and I are wonderfully created. Turn to your neighbor and say, you are wonderfully created. to right. You're wonderfully created. That's good. Well, we have marvelous physical attributes. Somebody say amen. We have amazing intellectual and mental abilities. Somebody say amen. We have unlimited spiritual opportunities in our life, being here tonight, enjoying the presence of one another. No matter how strong you are, no matter how smart you are, no matter how emotionally solid you might be, here's what will happen, I can tell you. One day your physical and your emotional and your intellectual abilities will begin to decrease. They'll begin to decrease. You won't think as clearly as I've studied as you used to. You won't see as well as you used to see. You won't think as quickly as you used to think. You won't discern things necessarily as rapidly, and you won't be as agile as you used to be. Things will begin to slow down, and then they will come to a stop. You will breathe your last breath, and that'll be it. Whatever's said about you, they'll do it in the eulogy, etc., 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 and as it relates to your life here on earth, then that's what will be said, and that will be the end of you as we know you here on earth. But listen, in you is a spirit, a spiritual being that was also created by God. Get this now, the minute that you were redeemed and you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior his spirit invaded this cavity that you call your body. He invaded it, and he chose to reside there until the day this cavity gave up the spirit, and then that spirit ascended into the presence of God Almighty. So your spirit, man, is never, never, never dead and your spirit man residing in this vessel of clay as we know it always demands more and desires more of the power and presence of almighty god Sharon uh, just uh, the last couple weeks outside our window is uh, some um, red birds and the red birds right red birds and she discovered them because in a window that she looks out the nest of the red bird is, is right there, right just eye level. And she's watched them and, and then called me one day and said, you need to come out and take a look. Well, you know, I'm not as much into birds as she is. But in order, in order to satisfy, uh, I said, oh, uh, I'll make it out there in a few minutes. No, come now. So I, I went out there and I thought, you know, I'll be smart. And, um, I took my phone out uh, and I thought, I'm going to get a picture of up. Now, that was just enough so I could get the phone up and snap a picture. Well, it was all good until Mama and Daddy Redbird uh, realized I was there and out of nowhere, they just began to swarm at me. I mean, they came. I'm ducking, trying to get a picture, doing everything that I can. And then my determination kicked in. I thought, a few little rinky-dink birds or think you're going to stop me from getting a picture that I came out here barefooted and walked in this wood mulch in order to get a picture. You got another thought coming. I'm going to get the picture. You understand? Get back out of the way. Sharon, you're going to hurt the bird. I thought to myself, I don't care. Right now, it's me against the birds. (laughs) But out of nowhere, where do they hide? Where does a bird go when it's raining? Anybody know? I mean, it's like, how do they survive? The wind blowing at 35 miles an hour. Wouldn't you think they pick the bird up and just blow it out to somewhere? But those birds knew the minute that I was there. Here's what I know. They have a tracking system. It's kind of like not long ago, Sharon Ben, her grandson, uh, walked up to her at Belt Lindsey's down in South Lakeland shopping. It was about lunchtime. And she looked up and said, "Wow, Ben, what a surprise to see you here at lunch. Would you like to go to lunch? He said, yes, ma'am. I, I would like to go to lunch. He showed up. Well, here's what she found out. He put a tracking system in her phone so he knows where she's at all the time. It became lunchtime. He tracked her right to Belk Lindsay's right at lunchtime. Let's go to lunch. And he still tracks her. She said, yesterday, Ben will probably call and want to go to lunch. I said, oh, don't worry about him. He said, he knows where we're at. I thought, how does a little University of Florida guy know where his is at? You wouldn't get that on my phone, son, I'm telling you that. But it's like they know where you're at is my point. Here's the point. You never get away from Holy Spirit. You never get away from the presence of God. You wonder where he comes from. He comes out of nowhere. You just wonder, well, how did I feel that? I didn't even have an emotion. I'm not grieving over it, and just begin to cry. You know what it is. The Holy Spirit says, hey, I've got my hand upon you. I know where you're at. I am the comforter. I am the peacemaker. I am the one representing the Father and the Son, and giving you comfort. No matter where you're at, that's where I am. Spiritual being is always desirous and demanding the fulfillment of that relationship with God. And our spiritual being created by God will long for more. And in our society, I want you to please just grasp this and try this on for size. Society in general, they are consulting seers, palm readers, mystics about their future. They want to know what's going on. You see why? Because in human beings, there is this desire spiritually, this longing among the spirit of humanity to say, I I need spiritual help. I need spiritual guidance. We rely on the palm reader for advice. And here's what Jesus said. Hey, if you'll just seek my face instead of seeking everything else, I promise you I'll be with you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll protect you. I will guide you. I will give you wisdom. I'll speak to you if you just call on my name. But humanity needs that spiritual awakening. We need that which many in our culture cannot explain. So here we go. God's glory renews the desolate. Isaiah 6 verse one in the year, that king Uzziah died. I saw the Lord seated on a throne high and exalted, and the train of His robe filled the temple. Our text says immediately, Uzziah died. That means something. That means something. Moses, my servant, is dead. Who did he say that to? We'll just pick anybody then if you don't know. <laughs> Joshua. Hello? Joshua, if you're expecting to lean on old Mo over there, he's not with us anymore. RIP for Moses. He's dead. You know what? You're going to have to put your big boy britches on. Because you now are the anointed one, you are the leader. But when he says Uzziah, what did that mean to Isaiah? It meant, hey, the greatest leader that Israel has had to that point in many areas of concern, for 52 years he had been king. Uzziah was king, he was an excellent leader, and his leadership gained respect from every other nation in Israel, and he came along just at the right time. And boy, Isaiah could really work with Uzziah. You talk about making prophetic utterances. You talk about flowing in the spirit as God directed Isaiah, giving guidance and direction. He had a friend in King Uzziah. But he says, now Uzziah is dead. And what's going to happen here, Isaiah? It's going to be difficult because the person following Uzziah and the challenges that he has faced is not going to be as friendly to you as you enjoyed the relationship with Uzziah. So we know that Uzziah began to change before he died. And how did he begin to change, and why did he begin to change? Because of his success, because of his comfort. Everything is at peace. There are no major problems. He's got a friend in Isaiah, the prophet of God. He's motoring along. There are no enemies out there. They respect him, and he begins to drift away from God. He began to drift away from God because he no longer appreciated in the presence of Jehovah. He no longer appreciated turning the engines off and just listening to the voice of God. He no longer talked about how God met him at a place of his greatest need. He no longer needed the sensitivity Of the Holy Spirit. And he began to drift away from God. And when God had used him and God had blessed him and allowed him to enjoy his success, and he began to drift away, here's what happened he was stricken with leprosy because of his spiritual rebellion. One of the most heartbreaking situations that i handle sometimes from people who say well i used to be a preacher started out had my church doing blessed and i just got burnt out or talk to people yeah i used to go to church and i was involved back then in sunday school and i don't know we just started staying out one thing and another and doing travel bomb before you knew it we were engaged and So many other activities going to church you know became a chore and we just uh you know how it is pastor when you get used to not going you know you just don't go anymore and i'm thinking to myself wow after all god's done how can you drift away from the one who's given you breath to breathe uzziah drifted away Isaiah now is in a difficult situation. He has watched Uzziah. He warned Uzziah. And he continued to warn him. But when you're blind to your own need, sometimes you don't listen well. And he wasn't listening well. Isaiah pressed in a little more until where we find Isaiah in our text. Isaiah is exhausted spiritually. Isaiah feels the circumstances are hopeless I had a friend in Uzziah but he's drifted away and now things are tough And my message to these people is not a message of come on over and let's have pizza together. My message is if you don't get your life straightened out, if you don't get your family straightened out, if you don't begin to get back in church, if you don't begin to read your Bible, if you don't begin to have your devotions, if you don't begin to tithe again, if you don't begin to live the kind of life that you know you should live, you're going to die and go to hell. And the judgment of Jehovah is going to fall on you. Not everybody was inviting Isaiah over to their graduation parties because they knew that when he got there he brought with him a message that said get on track stop that as a result of that his circumstances looked hopeless he's receiving negative responses he's beginning to feel alone and rejected but he's also realizes if I had the anointing once if Uzziah had it once, the anointing, then the anointing can come again. I need the anointing. His life and his desire is God, give me a fresh anointing of your Holy Spirit. He had more questions than answers, and all of a sudden, God out of nowhere. Out there where Isaiah was, listening and talking to God, out of nowhere, God gives Isaiah a mighty vision. And he says, Wow, I saw the Lord. I don't know how. But I had a panoramic view of God. I don't need to turn back and say, I remember when this was fresh. The Lord was sitting high up on a throne. And I saw the seraphim, several of them. Each seraphim had six wings, two wings that covered their feet, two wings that covered their face and eyes, and two wings with which to fly with. And he said, I noticed as I saw them flying that the ones in their face was blocking pride and the ones in their feet was sharing the reverence of God. And I knew that the seraphim represented the fire of God. And the glory of the Lord was so great, the glory of the Lord was so great that those iron gates at the gate of the temple began to shake like like they were flexible in every regard and all of a sudden that glory of the lord filled the temple with total darkness total darkness strange something must be happening something unusual something unsupernatural he said i was awestruck by what I saw. You see, when the glory comes, it comes as the result in many ways of man's spiritual hunger. God, let me experience your glory and your presence once again. It comes as a result of man's brokenness. God, I know that I've failed. I've messed up. I've I've lied, I've cheated, I've stolen, I've been a hypocrite. I've been a lot of things, but God, I am broken today. Please, in some way or another, have favor on me, Father God. And God reaches down and said, I've been waiting on you to be honest with you. And the glory of the Lord comes in. And God's desire for intimacy becomes great in which he comes and sits with us as a result of man's faithfulness. And the whole temple began to shake as the earth responds to the power of God's supernatural presence coming down at a specific place at the temple. Isaiah is saying, I begin to feel something I haven't felt in a while. Hallelujah. I begin to experience something that I haven't seen in a long time. I began to get words of refreshment. I I began to feel something roll up the back of my neck, down my spine. My hands began to shake. I, I get to the place I can't talk plainly. I've gotten to the place my eyes are so wide because I'm experiencing something in the supernatural. And when I looked, the seraphim began to streak across the sky like lightning and fire began to flash and the seraphim began to cry out as they flashed across that sky bringing lightning speed holy 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 is the Lord of hosts and declared the whole earth is full of God's glory let me suggest to you it doesn't matter how bad it may get it doesn't matter what the stock market does it doesn't matter who's sitting on the seat and the president of the United States or Russia or North Korea or South Korea or China or anywhere else here's what I know the glory of the Lord is a about to fall once again in the heart of God's people if we say God one more time let us see your glory your power and your presence and it might as well happen right now I still believe he can heal amen it's not an afterthought I still believe he can answer your prayer that maybe he hasn't answered in 10 years do not give up they declared the whole earth is full of God's glory you and I witness the glory of the Lord every day the earth's beauty take a walk along the beach take a look at the recent rainbow that you've seen take a look at the little babies when they're born and you see the glory of the Lord still smiling but when we gather together in praise and worship guess what happens the glory begins to fall collectively it happened in Acts 2 His anointing begins to stir our hearts. His power begins to rumble in our souls. And I can suggest to you, may your spirit man never give up trying to find room in your life to show his stuff. May your spirit man never give up endeavoring to invade the deep recesses of your heart and cause tears to run down your cheeks and when you get to the place you wonder how in the world that situation is going to be resolved he whispers sweet peace and says don't worry about it amen I'm omnipresent. I'm telling you, he's here, and he's wherever that need is, right here and right now, the glory and the presence of God. How many understand this kind of preaching? May I see your hand? Amen. I'm not up here trying to tell you what the Bible says, how to fold a napkin properly and what a place setting is supposed to look like on your table when you sit down at fine dining. That's not what this message is about. This message is about let's connect back with the original creation of the one that allows the power of the Holy Spirit. We are faith people anointed by God to see the works and the miracles of God flow through us. But for that to happen we have to say anointing Fall fresh on me one more time. Lift me up and let me have a spirit of expectancy that goes beyond where I'm at now. I want to go deeper by the grace of God. Point number two. God still calls us to repentance. Still calls us to repentance. Isaiah 6 5. Woe. Woe to me. I cried, I'm ruined. <laughs> I'm a man of unclean lips and I live among a people of unclean lips and my eyes have seen the King the Lord Almighty. Wow. A man of unclean lips. God loves purity. He loves holiness. He loves the redemptive process. When God's power falls And his glory enters into our existence. He shakes us to the core of our being. Andrea said, Uncle Wayne, I thought about you when I began to cry. Mark Steinmetz, precious spouse, knew what that was like out of the middle of the Sea of Galilee. But let me tell you, We're several thousand miles away from the Sea of Galilee. But he's here. Right now. Amen. I'm going to need a piano player up here in just a few minutes. He's here. What can he do through you? How can he get you focused again that your faith is powerful? How can he get us once again to say nothing is impossible with him? I'm not talking about, well, are you talking about going back old fashioned? No. Listen, friend, he's in fashion no matter what time it is. Amen? He's got things that you and I've never thought about. And let me tell you something he is the only creator that's on this planet that we know or in the universe and beyond. He's the creator. Satan never created one stinking thing because he can't create when he shakes us to the core of our being and we press through to total transparency. Here's what he says. It renders you naked. Now use your imagination there. You're naked. Why? Because the revelation of who you are is revealed, it demands our attention, it requires us to respond, it requires us positively or negatively. God, well, here I am. Spirit of the living God, flow through me. Holy Spirit of God, minister. And this is what Isaiah says, when I felt that, I put my agenda down and said, God, the calendar's yours. I put my life plan over here and I said, God, my life's yours. I put my prayers down and said, God, if you don't ever answer another prayer, it'll be all right. As long as I know you have my hand, because I have your promise. That you know the desires of my heart and you'll take care of me. God, I'm putting my ambition down. No hidden agenda here. I'm giving it up to you. How wonderful is that? How powerful is that? And not only that, Lord Jesus, I want to let you know I have failed you. But right now, I'm clean. I'm clean. Holy Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. Amen? Amen. Fall fresh on me, Holy Spirit. Fall fresh on me as the glory of the Lord comes down in our presence amen sing it with us together everybody sing the song amen hallelujah on me
1: Fresh
0: would you just lift tonight. your hands he shook the core of Isaiah's being Isaiah cried out to God in verse 6 woe is me I'm undone I'm a man of unclean lips he saw his own weakness and he saw his discouragement King Uzziah died but the real king didn't I? i put my faith on an earthly king and he drifted away but the real king is still on his throne the real king is in charge of the seraphims the cherubs the real king is in absolute total control it's the real king i'm undone i'm a man of unclean lips And he saw his own weakness and discouragement. Then he said, My eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. It says he repented of his sins. And when he did, something phenomenal happened. In Isaiah 6, 8, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And I said, here I am send me an angel went to the fire and took a coal off the fire touched the lips of Isaiah and when he did that a a symbol of purification fell upon Isaiah He repented, and then God says, now that you're right with me, I couldn't get your attention before. You wanted to sit on the stump and complain and murmur and become discouraged, but now that that I have anointed your lips, I have a responsibility in the priesthood. I have a responsibility for some prophet, for some messenger, for my people. Who shall I send? Isaiah jumped because now there is no impurities in his life. There is no barrier. His eyes, they have beheld the presence of God. And he said, wow, I want you to send me. Don't send anybody else. I don't be the substitute. Send me. I laid my calendar down. I laid my agenda down. Now you just send me. Because I'm ready. Friend, that's the message of the church. The church, its leadership, has to determine God. Nothing matters. Nothing matters in life like doing the will of the Heavenly Father. He'd been discouraged and feeling alone and full of questions. And he had a task that he thought was impossible, but he was touched with a fresh, fresh anointing. And in the presence of Jehovah, things changed. Holy Spirit of God, wave your hand of anointing over us. And God, for that person in this room tonight, who really is hungry for some kind of revelation truth, They'd like to feel what Andrea felt on the Sea of Galilee. They'd like to feel what Isaiah felt. They'd like to feel what many of us in this room have felt before. And is the presence and the glory of the Lord
1: in
0: the if you'd like to just surrender get up out of your seat and just come stand at the altar and say God here I am I'm just surrendering laying it down doesn't matter I want you to touch me I want your anointing I want your power I want your presence in Jesus name go ahead and stand to your feet friends God leads you. Come on down,
1: friend. Sing it again.
0: I've shared this a couple times, but there's always new people here. Not long after Victory Church started, into a year maybe, it was hard, it was rough. We're seeing great move of the Holy Spirit, but leading was difficult, and I felt that weight constantly. Nobody knew me. I wasn't pastor of this church. I'd been there for a year, but I wasn't the pastor. Somebody else was. At least a spirit, seemingly. You see, I had no relationship with you. I just happened to be the guy that was selected to come and be the pastor. But if you don't have a relationship with somebody, you take a position. That's doodly squat. You you see what I'm saying? You have to earn respect. You have to earn respect the right you have to earn loving people and into a year I was fighting a battle my hand began to really shake one afternoon preaching three and four times a week committed to study just pounding I got up put the pencil down and said I'm done I'm going home Sharon said, What are you doing home? Don't want to be there anymore. Going into the bedroom, and I'm going to stay there a while. I just got down on the floor. God got, doesn't really care what position you get in. I just think being on the floor is a good position. I got on the floor. And I didn't tell God anything he didn't already know. Amen. I said, God, this is what I'm fighting, this is what I'm fighting, and this is what I'm fighting, and I'm tired of fighting it. Tired of having to move forward and at the same time, trying to get pulled sideways. I've had enough of it. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me. I just stayed there. Didn't matter what time it was, I stayed there and stayed there and used my prayer language and talked to God privately. Hallelujah. I won't ever forget He spoke to me and said, get up. Go ahead and do what I've called you to do. I anointed you pastor, not the people. I anointed you pastor through them. Now, don't worry about the consequences of decisions you make You're a leader. Make the decisions that resonates in your heart as you seek my face. And I will give you many souls. I got up. That was it. That was it. I don't know what time it was. I just know it was later. But I can tell you that same Holy Spirit is here amen Amen. if you need to slip down here and say god i need to come on down be obedient let him touch it and then we're going to pray here in just a moment amen in the So Heavenly Father, we thank you now because we have delivered our heart. This message burned in my spirit this past week and we have delivered it. God, just as you spoke to Isaiah, this is the message. God, we take that message and we ask you to help us this coming week. We ask you to let us find the secret place. Let us be available to you. Let us hear you because you're still saying, who can I send? Who will respond and god oftentimes it's nothing more than take a little extra time praying not driving and praying not jogging and walking and praying but find you a place get by yourself and say holy spirit i'm here jesus son of the living god let your precious presence come down and talk to me today god i've got a rough patch of road coming up and i'm going to need your help so i'm depending on you now God, in Jesus' name, would you minister and feed every person? Would you touch them in a very special way? Would you allow your spirit to be so real? that we cannot explain what's happening to us. We just know something supernatural is taking place. I pray for the young men and young women in this church right now. I pray that you will, during this summertime, that you will get their attention. You will touch them and let them be spoken to by your Spirit. Listen to what the Spirit says to the young people, God. Do it in the name of Jesus, by the authority of your Word. Touch moms and dads and make a way where there is no way, God. Clear the path so your holy presence can flow freely. And we'll give you praise and honor. And everybody said, amen, amen. God bless you, everybody. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Would you do that? Amen. God bless you. Thank you for being here.